Welcome to the podcast of Inspiring Women in Hospitality. I'm Noreen Ahmed, your host. Each episode, I invite a woman from the hospitality industry to share her story with us, why she got into hospitality, her journey so far, her learnings, and who inspires her. On this episode, we hear from Chris, recorded in December 2022. She shares her experience in hospitality across 10 different countries and her passion for operational excellence. All right, we're now recording. Hello, everyone. Noreen here. Today I have with me Chris. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me. Hello, Noreen. Uh, Thank you very much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Wonderful. Uh, So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm originally from Mexico. I'm living co- uh, currently in Germany for the last three months. I've been, this Germany is my second country to live in. Um, so my yeah, my career and passion has been around hospitality. Um, I've been working in in different countries with the uh, well. I have grown my career from different levels, and always uh, focused on the customer in, uh, journey and customer experience. And now I'm independent consultant uh, in operational excellence, and I'm part of a consulting group, uh, RBS, uh, based in Austria. Right. So let's start with why hospitality? Well, um, I always uh, want to choose a career where I can travel. Uh, I think that it comes from a very early age that I love cultures. I'm um, very curious about uh, other kind of traditions and how uh, different mindsets. So then I thought my first choice was tourism, but then I thought it's too general. So then um, when I was doing my research, I found a hotel and there was a hotel hotel management um, um, field. So as well, I'm very interested. I was very interested and I'm still interested to see how business works. Uh, in a company so I thought okay this it sounds it sounds the best fit for me yeah no I think for me it was also the desire to try I wanted to have a career that allowed me to travel at first I thought maybe you know airlines but then I was like no no that's not yeah uh, that's that's what I thought as well (laughs) (laughs) I thought as well uh, (laughs) the flight attendant (laughs) <laughs> exactly somehow I thought flight attendant rather than pilot I still don't know why but anyways um, I wanted to be in travel but then I realized I wanted to be in an environment that also includes more of more of an expanded guest experience as well right where you interact with guests on a more you know long-term basis whereas I think on an airline it's it's just very quick and very transactional mm-hmm. whereas with with hotels you can you know you really become part of that experience also creating memories which I think I really love too so and working in an environment where I get to work with lots of people from diverse backgrounds but also interact with guests from a diverse background and just my multicultural background just it just made sense for me to go into hospitality yeah that's a good point that you said I think everyone who's in the hospitality industry choose the industry because of the love of traveling yes (laughs) and to see a lot of different places a lot of different places <laughs> so you said well that obviously happened for you uh so tell us your your journey um in hospitality 
Uh, okay, so when I finished my university degree was a hotel management. Uh, my first um, role was as a guest relation in a hotel in Cancun. I was there for six months and then I decided to improve my English, but at that time was not very fluent. So I took a program for work and travel to go to Canada. I and I spent there six months. I as well went to holiday. It was a holiday in, I think, to make some um, some internship and at the same time uh, um, practicing my, my English. Then I came back and then I thought, okay, um, now I'm ready to take a, a, a full-time position, an interesting position. So then I saw uh, administrative assistance for a general manager for one hotel in, in, in Puerto Vallarta in Mexico. Then I thought that is great because then um, I will be able in that position to see the, how work uh, the entire hotels and how all comes together. And, and it was amazing experience. After six months, uh, I got promoted to quality management and part of the executive team. So I was 26 years old and sharing the executive team um, um, group. And that's uh, that was great as well, not only because of the of of what I learned it technical, but as well some of the leadership skills that I I, I improved um, being in part of the group. Uh, then I I okay it's uh, I I would like to uh, take my career overseas, and the best way to do it was to study in a in, in a, my MBA in an international school. So I saw La Roche, a great, uh, a great school to do it. So I, I, I flew to, uh, to Switzerland. I did my MBA there. It was amazing to see uh, many nationalities in one group. We were 23 students and 21 nationalities. It was amazing. <laughs> At the beginning, a little bit difficult to manage all, all different cultures and different way of doing things. But I think that's uh, as well part of uh, a hospitality that uh, you need to learn how to manage um, um, different um, mindsets, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, there I had an MBA course, which is related as well to quality that I had a, back, uh, had a background on. And then I thought, okay, I, I think I found my, my field in the hotel industry was going to be quality, process improvement, operational excellence. So. Uh, then after that, um, I got invited to 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 for an opening project for a, a small hotel in Costa Rica uh, to uh, to analyze all the process and uh, and assist the GM. And then after three months, they come in from Mandarin Oriental in Miami um, for a for a role for analyst analyst operations manager, which basically. Um, the role needs to oversee the, the main operational department and the streamline process to make it more productive uh, without affecting the guest experience. As you know, Mandarin Oriental has a high profile guest. So, um, and then as well, the employees um, need to work in a, in a more efficient and, uh, and better way to do it. So I, I learned about Lean Six Sigma and, and process map, etc. That was super interesting. And and then uh, I wanted to travel again, and then I thought, okay, Dubai now is is blooming, it's, it's booming. And then I thought I want to go to Dubai. I I met my husband in Miami. We married there. Then he went to Switzerland as well for one year for study. And then when we decided to where to go, we said, okay, we go Middle East. 
um, he got a, a, an offer in Bahrain. They say, okay, we go to Bahrain, we are close to Dubai, so <laughs> it's, <laughs> I think uh, it will be a good move. Uh, we stay in Bahrain for, I stay for uh, eight months, and then he stay for one year. Um, and then we moved to Dubai. I went to Dubai for uh, to work for Anantara, mm -hmm. and as well in a, in a role as operational excellence, looking after customer journeys, um, enhancing customer experience, and doing projects for process improvement. And yeah, and then uh, I wanted to grow in a senior seniority level, and then I I was offered to be the direct, complete director of brand and brand and talent development. Uh, for two hotels in in Marriott, um, in Dubai, so um, more than one thousand five hundred employees. I was in charge of uh, the talent development and the and the overall uh, quality and service excellence. And then and then um, uh, I got my my son, uh, Leonardo. He born there, and then after a year, uh, we decided to. To go to move to Europe because uh, we have family here and it will be we thought will be good for Leo and for us to to be close to the family and uh, then he got up but the the funny part that whenever we we think something about moving then um, somehow the opportunity comes <laughs> at the right time so when we were thinking about uh, Europe then my husband got a an opportunity to uh, to grow in, in in a very nice hotel in in Austria. Then we decided to move, and then as well, I decided to to take my career into consulting, and as well, this gave me the opportunity and the flexibility to to be with my son in the uh, early years of life. And then, and then I'm doing a consulting, operational excellence, quality process improvement, and. Uh, yeah, still in touch with the with the community. I'm as well part of was part of the race up race up community. Mm -hmm. It's uh, where I met amazing women in the most of them on the tech on the tech side of the hospitality. Some of them work in hospitality. I I think it's great community for networking as well. And yeah, I'm part of uh, the Game Grown Retain. And it's a community as well for customer success leaders in today's SaaS, uh, SaaS companies environment. Hey, wow. Thank you so much <laughs> for that overview and taking <laughs> us on your journey as well of moving around. I mean, you literally did exactly what you wanted to, like traveling around with your career, which was something that I wanted to do. Yet somehow I ended up staying in the UK for 15 years after graduating. But I was lucky enough that I had a job that allowed me to travel within the job and uh, move around and go to lots of places whilst I kind of kept my base in London. So I think I maybe achieved that in a different way. And now I'm trying to do a completely different thing. So we'll see where I end up going next. But thank you for, for sharing that. And I, and I just had a couple of questions that I wanted to ask. Um, you know, you were saying after your first uh, position, you know, the age of 26, you know, you, you came into that executive team uh, position. And I remember around the same time, for myself, you know, I wasn't, I didn't come into the executive team position, but I was presenting, you know, findings and numbers and data because I was working in reservations and revenue management. Um, but I did find it very nervous to feel that I had a right to be in that room, right to have 
the conversations to be able to share my likes and you said you know it was a great experience for you for learning both your technical and leadership skills could you expand a little bit more about on that and sort of some of your learnings from it yes of course yes as you said it's, um it's, i was very nervous yes and scared actually because uh, um that comes with experience, right? Uh, how to deal with in these kind of situations, uh, you can see that the experience of a leadership level. So the uh, how how the the experienced people they challenge they may challenge some some information and um so yeah uh, it was not easy <laughs> and and as well the, uh, and then um a lot of people tend to see um tend to think that if because you are young you don't know right yeah. or you, so and yeah but uh, at the end of the day um, I think uh, when you have um um uh, uh, reports or everything that can base uh, your your approach and then it's the it's the, the it's a good way to to overcome this and and, and then as well you gain some experience and yeah no i completely agree i don't think age should ever be a factor to hold us back and it doesn't mm -hmm. matter young or old you know i think everyone should really have faith in themselves that maybe sometimes you don't always know what you're doing but know that you deserve to be there yeah and something that uh, i i want to uh, add as well i was not the uh, the youngest one but the only woman mm. so that does as well uh, another ingredient to to add important in most in a culture in different yeah. cultures are different levels where in mexico but still there's some uh, work to do in the, the gender difference right yeah uh, but the, the good thing is that the, the is that the GM always support me and uh, and always give me power and and teach me and so I, I, I'm very grateful for that coaching experience yeah it's so important I mean gender really shouldn't be an issue but if you have that right support at the very beginning or mm -hmm. actually throughout your career I think anyone can be successful regardless mm -hmm. of their gender so it was really great to see that but since we're on this topic I do want to ask did you find yourself to be the only woman in many cases throughout your career or have you seen some changes or some differences mm, I would say I, I I I have noticed that I mean working in hospitality maybe in the US was not that much, but in other countries yes I can yeah. feel that uh, most of the time or there were men or key positions or, or same position yeah. always a man and then HR woman yeah. <laughs> or uh, yes yeah, so um but I would say in US I didn't feel it much. Yeah, I agree. I think in the US, there's definitely a lot more conversation happening about the topic on gender, and there's a lot of activity mm -hmm. happening there. So they're really a great example to to be showing, you know, how things can be done differently. And hopefully, yeah, yeah. we can see things different in other countries as well in the future. Yeah, as well. Um, something that I would like to share when I was in Dubai, I was um I was collaborating the, with the uh, Department of Economics and was an EFQM assessor. So we need to assess the uh, companies on the competitive excellence and um, what they're doing towards excellence. 
And um, we evaluate a uh, Emirate company, I can't say because of the mm. uh, confidentiality, sure. but very successful. And then in my team, I was the only woman. And when we present to the, to the executive team, the result um, was uh, mainly Emiratis. Mm. I, didn't, I mean, yeah, it was a secretary, I think was a woman, mm. but it was uh, yes, um a little bit of I, I feel and that in that meeting I feel the pressure <laughs> yeah no having lived and worked in Dubai I did one of my internships there I understand that feeling of, of that pressure they can come across as quite intimidating um, and when I was there because of the way that I looked I almost assumed that I was Arab and they would just start speaking Arabic to me and I'm just like no 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 <laughs> that's that's I'm not I, I I'm not uh I don't speak Arabic but you know it, it can sometimes come across as quite strong and it was the one country I where I learned that you can never say no so like no matter what the the guest asks for you know you just have to say yes and I unfortunately learned that the hard way as well <laughs> Uh, but you're also um, earlier today. I had another uh, podcast episode where the where the lady was also working in Dubai for for a couple of years. So that was that was interesting to hear um, her experiences too. It's it's I think it's a place where you can learn a lot, um, but, I, but I also think it's a place that is quite transitory. So a lot of people are sort of coming in and going out. Yeah, yeah, but uh, for the hospitality industry, I would say this it's it's amazing what what uh, what you can learn from what they are doing in Dubai. Absolutely. Um, and so you talked about you know operational excellence. You know that was really that field that you wanted to get into, and it's it's you know you really made it you know your career. Could you share with us you know some of your experiences of what you needed to do to improve that efficiency was it just you know um for the the employees or was it you know how how does that impact the guest experience I mean if you could just share some examples yeah. or anecdotes um, from your experiences yeah but basically operational excellence is a business strategy what uh, and when you have the, the client or the clients at the middle of every activity you do in in the entire company, right? Um, for my experience in one of my, my roles, for example, as uh, I have to look what the guests want. So I have to analyze both of the customer through different channels, surveys, um, we have qualitative data, quantitative data, um, focus group, etc. to to have a general idea of what or where the areas for improvement, then we do a segmentation, etc. So, and then we make a project, a plan with the whole, we, we choose the stakeholders, which basically are the head of departments. And then uh, we analyze, we we, said, uh, we, we point out the, the main issues that will impact the most because um, a lot of time, uh, companies when they don't have this uh, this kind of uh, process in place, they're kind of fight fighting, fight fighting. So the the goal of having an operational excellence uh, strategy is to really focus on what matters the most, and and make uh, make changes that are sustainable. And in operational excellence, you can use different kind of methodologies. One of them is lean, is lean or a six sigma. 
and and then most mm, so basically it's a it's a work on on improving your process your all your activities both through a, a methodology where anal where data is important as as important as the actions that you take on um as well the awareness we were working with the quality leaders so if for uh, what uh, if we choose a project a specific project to improve then these quality leaders were part of um, were member of um, of different departments in a more junior level but uh, they will bring and um, communicate all the initiatives to the entire team because as well um, all these transformational changes cannot be done with one person or only the, two, the, the head of the department. So it has to be uh, all the company involved on, on it. So. And the hotel operations especially, it's just, it's such a integrated environment, right? All the departments mm -hmm. really need to collaborate mm -hmm. well together to deliver that customer service. Mm -hmm. um, so I know you said, you know, you always start with the client in the center. Have you ever worked in on a project where we act, we put the employee at the center? And the reason it's, I'm asking this is like, you know, if you have happy employees, they will deliver a great guest experience. And I, I, I completely agree. I completely agree on that because that you, if, yes, it's a natural. You are in a bad mood. How are you going to smile? To the yeah. <laughs> Simple formula, right? Uh, but um, but I I'm still thinking um yeah empl employees it's a it's a super valuable aspect and we need to focus on them but at the end of the day is the the aim is to satisfy the client so I want to take care of my employees to reach my goal yeah yeah the reason I'm asking this is oftentimes you know right now we're we're finding ourselves in a staffing crisis across the industry mm. right and you know it's definitely affecting now the the guest experience right because either it's become a lot more digital using qr codes to try and save that you know sometimes the the cost or the, the fact that we have the lack of staff or it's just trying to digitize automize you know as much as uh, the process as possible um or you know are there ways that we can find um to improve the employee experience to then you know have that great guest experience and i also think of it from the perspective of the woman right if we can make sure that the women you know the workplace is suited for the women you know you will have such great results as a result of that you know women are loyal they'll they'll stay with you that you know if you've kind of thought of it from that perspective then you know it will then have that trickle down effect so yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if you have any experience on this, but I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Yes, I, I completely agree, and I, that I have. I have seen in in um, high performance hotel companies like Mandarin Oriental, Marriott, and Anta, they they have a very very solid uh, employee program. Uh, they do a, a lot of um, a lot a lot of courses, and not only courses, but a lot of activities to employ to to. To highlight, I mean, to improve the the, the employee satisfaction as well. So I think that's a, uh, that's that's a key ingredient for a successful company. And and just to share my experience, when I was part of the of the uh, ESQM assessor in Dubai, when we assess a company, we assess 
the company in the whole in the whole the, the whole perspective so the from starting from the mission what is the mission so the mission has to be impacted in all the areas you do and then okay my mission is because it's very it's uh, it's very easy to say to make happy customers or satisfy my customers. So, yeah, that's everyone's one. But what are you doing to satisfy your customer? And one area is what you're doing for your employees to satisfy your customer. How you measure? Um, so it's very interesting, actually, the EFQM um, EFQM um, methodology, because um, it's um, it, it's. Um, it's a methodology that really guides you or really if you implement it really helps you to to achieve your main mission and to have a process and tools in place to monitor and to to see the, if you are doing right or not because it, everything has to be measured mm. now you speak so passionately about <laughs> these processes and methodology uh, it's really inspiring i was wondering how did you know that this was what you wanted, you know, what was it about it that really drew you towards it? I think because I, I see, I, and my roles always have been on the back supporting operation, and I see how operations struggle, <laughs> and sometimes it's, uh, like they they do like this was rounding and rounding and problems because they always in the fighting in the fighting mode. And then when you when you implement this kind of um, systems or or more more like a structured ways of solving problems and they work together and they have a little bit of time to think of a strategy and and then you see the impact and how actually their lives become better. Mm. That's really that inspires me because uh, I feel like I'm doing something uh, impactful with the not only with the employees but to impact as well the guests, but. It's really nice to see that people work uh, better. <laughs> no, that's really great. I mean, I think oftentimes when we see the results from the work that we've Very done, fun. it's it's yeah. really um, motivating for sure. Yes. Well, my role had a little bit part of my psychology because I, whenever I go to the department, they would, no, Christian, because this is not working. And this and this and this. Okay, and then you listen because as well, I, I need to listen a lot uh, to see, to hear different perspectives. <laughs> but and then after that, I have my time to <laughs> to organize ideas and see objective what the, what's happening and how can can make um, my work yeah. um, my life it, better. It's amazing how the power of listening is mm -hmm. so important. You know, probably these people that were struggling, you know, they just needed someone to listen to them yeah. in the first place. And, and that, that takes and away 50% of the pain. And then once they've had the chance to vent and you've taken it all in and, and they feel like that you've really given them time mm -hmm. and dedication and attention and you listen to their problems and then you come back to them with solutions. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. great, you know. You're not you're you're coming up with ideas and new ways of doing things to make their lives better. So, but yeah, yeah. that first step is often uh, the most important one. Yes, and that's as well. That's that's why I think it's important to have some this kind of roles in the hotels or in any business, because when it's kind of a neutral role. Yeah. So you can different uh, dif you can listen to different perspectives because if if one department is is 
is frustrating for any reason and fighting with another department. So every department has their own, their own, um, their own reasons. Yeah. But they're not neutral. They only <laughs> so it's a fight in there. So if you have these roles that actually are kind of neutral and try to bring every everyone together, it's um I think it's it's uh, it's important to have it in in companies. No, absolutely. You play. You definitely play an important part um, in bringing everyone together. <laughs> um. And then afterwards, you moved into sort of the brand and talent management, um, the talent development side of things, right? Is That was more that move from that operational excellence to, I guess, employee and service excellence, right? Um, yeah, actually, um, I moved a little bit more into the talent yet, but my, in this role, I had actually two, uh, two important areas. One was looking after the service excellence which is quality as well operational excellence and focus on uh, on the guest satisfaction and the nps was my main kpi and the other it was a talent uh, working along with the hr uh, hr department um i was i was on uh, um, not not in a year because then when we decided to make the change but but a lot of um of my work at that time actually was to to lead the project of the integration project for Marriott and Starwood ah, that happened yes. another time. So I was serve as a project leader for for the for the for the all the transformation that they were doing that that was uh, mm. quite uh, quite heavy mm. and um, yeah and doing my my as well my work for quality checks and and problem solving and talent development, but. I have to say the team that I was working was a very, very, very mature. So it was it was a great experience. So I as well I can leave, uh, let uh, let my team work um, uh, on what they they actually they are doing. They were doing a great job, and then I was as well focused on the on the project uh, for integration project. Okay. And then something you'd said earlier about you know every time you wanted to move the opportunity. Just presented itself for for yes. you and your husband. Um, did you do anything else besides thinking about that you wanted to move? Actually, yeah, of course, I research, <laughs> <laughs> research. I was, I think, um, yeah, just for thinking now, but nothing will happen. But I was doing research. I was as well contact uh, people. Uh, for example, um, just to share the 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 role I got in Anantara uh, was as well because of of a reference. Mm. Uh, one of my one of my classmates in La Roche uh, referred to me to this role. So a lot of my jobs uh, has been about reference. So I I I, I believe in networking. Mm. Um, I believe in in um, have and make connections, and not on not only just to have some something from someone, but really to contribute. Um, um, everyone contribution that if I can help you with something, mm -hmm. if uh, you can help me with something, um, I mean it's just type of cooperation, right? And, yeah. and as well, it's very important when you move around. Uh, because um, every every time you move, you need to. <laughs> you need to start your building your network and um yeah and, in, and be more involved in, in the area you are 
Completely agree. Um, now I've I've been focusing on that almost a hundred percent in the last a couple of months, especially since I've left the UK. And every new destination I go to, I just work on building yeah. that network. And you're absolutely right; it's not necessarily something that you want to get out of it from each other, but it's just about building those connections. And you never know when that relationship is it's going to play a different role in your life at some other mm -hmm. point. So. Mm -hmm. Um, and as much as I would love to keep asking you questions, uh, keeping uh, an eye for the time, I'm going to ask you my final question, and that is, who inspires you? Um, I would say my mom. <laughs> my mom is one of the strongest person I know. Uh, she she got my the, my brother at the age of nineteen, and then she she finished her her uh, university. She did an MBA, and she always said. Uh, do it do whatever she can to to make herself active and 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 then I always I have this from a very early age that this um this quotes for her that everything you want to do everything is possible you you need to find a way um gratitude as well because um um gratitude even in the hardest time right I mean gratitude is to be to be alive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to have something to eat it's already good I mean people yes. sometimes they don't have anything to eat and, and because uh, frustrations comes in life it's natural uh, but when you see okay um, everything has a solution just just uh, when you have a terminal disease maybe not mm. <laughs> that's uh, that's the would be maybe the end but even in those situations I mean um so I would say gratitude and positive thinking and um and she have, she always said that if you she said if you ever go backwards, uh, only do it again with an impulse. Um, because as well when we, uh, sometimes when I'm moving, like, uh, I am I'm kind of uh, okay. What's my role now? What I wanted, and then sometimes I need to go back and then and then say no, but I'm I'm going backwards and then no, you're not going backwards. You. You just like uh, getting impulse and 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 I think that as well comes with the, having a goal in mind mm -hmm. in the professional level, making your move strategically, and um um yeah to give you as well this motivation to keep to keep going. That is well said and really wonderful quotes to live by. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you, Narin. It was a pleasure and. Um, Hope to see you again. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were as inspired as I was by that story. Please follow us here and on LinkedIn where I post videos of the recordings. Stay tuned for many more stories of inspiring women in hospitality.